Is this because of the duck thing? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, oh. I've not taken this hoodie off in a month and a half. And then when you're done, you feel the most shamed ever. There we go. Always professional. What the, the story fuck is even classic, happening? Classic sort of story. It came out to high critical claim. And it's Pokemon Snap. If you're pressed to take, it goes <laughs> Like, what Buddy. is going Buddy. on? I was on, I was on edibles. <laughs> Not a pornography. This is a podcast. Uh, and you got the name wrong again. I, I like your duck shirt. Thanks. It's a duck. Welcome to the two towers in a podcast. The the ring. Are, are you just going to say the ring every time we do one of these? Every fucking time. <laughs> the That's one ring. All I know. The one ring and the two dads <laughs> in the two towers. <laughs> the, this one is most people's favorite movie to be fair honestly to, um, to be honest most like i know it's their favorite and uh, i, I can see that for for many reasons i understand yeah. why because as a film it's fantastic well that and and everybody has uh second movie syndrome i'll let me explain ever since star wars and everybody swears up and down that the empire strikes back is the best movie everybody loves the second of a trilogy it's just ingrained in their heads now me yep. now I when the second movie comes out the they they say the first one's better but as soon as the third one comes out everybody's like oh the second one was the best <laughs> <laughs> first is the worst second is the best this is a brilliant movie <laughs> it is probably home to one of the best war scenes of all time oh yes yes and we will get there we will get there but we need to we need to start comparing right now. Right fucking Shoot, now. Go, do it. Go at it. Balrog. Me. Balrog. Gandalf. Battle. They fight. Bane and it's awesome. Fantastic. You shall not pass. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm cool, guys. I'm just gonna hang out. Ah, <laughs> Fly, you fools. <laughs> Great line. Great, Great line. line. Great Honestly, line. Honestly. <laughs> so this this is a bit of a change. I from don't the know book. how they it's, fall down to the top of a tower. Um, logistically, I'm not sure because how the works. tower is that far underground, and then they In fight the their mountain. way up. It feels like they're falling to the center of the fucking earth. Middle Earth is crazy, man. Yeah, they fall brilliant. to the middle of Middle Earth. <laughs> the Balrog, they did it so brilliantly. Oh, I love CGI. the design. They, it, it like they brilliantly covered him in enough smoke to sort of hide some of some of what his features and look sort of weird on CGI. And, and it's just phenomenal. It was a great sword fight. Uh, Gandalf is like dead now. So with with this scene, the, you don't actually it's not really truly described in detail in the right, books. Right. And it's OK. We love that they described it in detail in the movies because it, it was one and of the best battle scenes in the badass <laughs> sequence. You know, Gandalf fights the Balrog while falling. And in the book, he discusses this with who is it? Uh, Aragorn, Gimli and Legolas. He talks about it. Yeah. He tells them kind of what happened in uh, in minor detail. But getting this epic fight of them falling and then fighting their way up the mountain to the top of the mountain mm -hmm. where Gandalf slays the Balrog, but he dies and then he's resurrected as Gandalf the white. It is just an awesome epic it's, it's, sequence. I would and I love it. A rebirth. 
a rebirth. No, it yes, yeah, so in the book this happens much later, but you you couldn't throw the scene in there. That would have been fucking weird. This is really the best time to do it in the movie. Especially, you know, you know what I, so let's touch on this. We just both said, you know, just like bam bam. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I want to touch on this just a little bit because we're at the beginning of the second movie. One thing that I absolutely loved about this trilogy is that each movie picks up exactly where the last one left off. There is no synopsis. There's no retelling of a story. There's there's not like this crazy, you know, oh, well, you got to fill everybody in on what's going on in the world. No, they expected you to watch the first fucking movie right yeah. before you went to theaters to see this one. And I fully understand that. And I loved that about it. So it was it was so good. Uh, what's what's next? What do we got? What do you, on the docket? This is a uh, Gollum. Next. Gollum. Yes. So w- one of the things that we're trying to focus on are bigger changes between the book and the film. Minor stuff that doesn't change a character's personality, or minor stuff that doesn't change the story as a whole. Fine. We're just we might touch on a little bit, but this is one of those things that kind of w- was one of those big changes, and just mainly. For film's sake, because it's it is much better for the film. So when the hobbits, as in Frodo and Sam, come yeah. across Gollum the first time in the film, they are sleeping, and Gollum they pops up awesome and he tries. Shot oh yeah, Gollum down reaching down and you know Great trying to take it, of- and there's this little fight, and then they tie up Gollum with the elven rope. I'm pretty sure Andy Circus can actually climb vertically down a mountain. I don't think that was CGI at all. I believe it, one hundred percent believe it, and you know, and Gollum, he's he's reaching for my precious. Sorry, I, I had to, I had to. <laughs> I, I'm going to at least throw that in a few more times in this episode and the next one. It, it's going to be great. But anyway, in the book, it's it's much more uh, lackadaisical. It's much more leisurely. Frodo and Sam, yeah, they climb down, down the, the elven rope he unties itself. And they see Gollum climbing down and they lie and wait for him. So they wait for him and then they tie him up. And it's, yeah. you know, sure, Tolkien wanted this kind of leisurely stroll. It feels kind of like a, hey, it, hey, Gollum, put this on. <laughs> like, you know, it, it, it doesn't cool. work for we film. We have a pet now. <laughs> <laughs> a pet that hates his leash. Like every pet. <laughs> You know, it it doesn't work as well for film, and it doesn't show Gollum's true, like, frightening and almost like evil sinister. personality. He's, he's very the mines sinister, of Moria, and who knows, you know, how long before that he's been stalking them. He's like, yes, they knew about him. They they you know they even Gandalf, knew that he was stalking them because Gandalf and Frodo talked about it. Yeah, but and you so, don't kind of see that level you you know how evil he is and how corrupted he became he's not gonna just fucking he's a he's also a bit of a coward you know he's so, not gonna just confront them while they're awake he no would, i i think he would sneak up on them 100 percent, i agree and we like this change and I, I feel like it was necessary like i said for film in the book it works perfectly fine in film it's a little too boring <laughs> yeah yeah so definitely. so so what's next what what happens after Gollum that uh that kind of changes up things a little bit so after this sequence you get uh you go straight into the big change is 
they're chasing down the the other two hobbits. Yep. So Aragorn, and Legolas, Gimli, they're they're trying to find them. uh, Helicopter shots of of these three stunt actors and sometimes real actors running across fucking mountainsides and stuff. And you get them, you know, he chews off his little leaf and tosses it on the ground. They force him to drink some black ink weird orc shit. And then they settle up for camp. Delicious. They're going to eat him. And then the Rohirrin swoop in and start chopping heads. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> and so Mary Love and Pippin mar- managed to get their hands unbound and take off for Fangorn Forest. Man, I just, I love that that uh the imagery of when uh, who who was it was it mary or pippin who was about to get stomped on by the horse and he's like freaking out and then he rolls out of the way that was such an awesome scene i love that and it was pippin because mary at this point is bad off yeah yeah that's right he's faking he's still kind of pretty bad off um so they take off but they are not alone in the movie yes they're not they're they're chased by grishnak who's one of the kind of well he's one of the few named orcs in the movie so he's a little more important so he chases yeah. him and he wants to eat him he's the one who was talking about let's eat these guys yeah, just, just one of their legs they don't need them yeah you know <laughs> so <laughs> and- they 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 chase him in or grishnak chases him into fanghorn forest where they then meet treebeard and he takes care of grishnak for them Stomps essentially that motherfucker yeah so now in the book this doesn't happen no in grishnak the book, is they... is killed by the riders of rohan they're killed by the rohirrim yeah. and mary and pippin run off and eventually they they meet treebeard yeah so again to me this is kind of a useless sequence i don't think it's necessary myself because no because i think like motherfuckers getting wiped out by a group of people you that don't you don't know, know who they are idea. yeah and uh, you're, that's, you're, that's you're trying to lay low to run yeah you're yeah. gonna run <laughs> into this forest you're gonna run as far as you can it doesn't matter what forest it is you're gonna run and you're gonna run you know, until you can't stop cool running dialogue of Treebeard go talking about them being orcs you know and i mean it gives you a little bit more of john reese davis which we we right. absolutely we love, love john reese davis yes uh, we love him in roles where he doesn't have to break out in hives to wear the prosthetics 100 uh, <laughs> <laughs> percent. but it's uh, i don't need it and this kind of leads fine. to you know there's this this change here and then you've got a little bit more of a change in the same forest with Treebeard, where in the book Treebeard meets up with Gandalf. Them to Gandalf, right? You've got it switched around. What? No. Oh, yep. dude. In, I, so in I the movie, again? Treebeard. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> Me. Oh. So in the film, Treebeard takes Merry and Pippin. They meet up with Gandalf and they, they discuss things. And in the book, Merry and Pippin don't see Gandalf again until right. after isengard and so it kind of changes this timeline a little bit and it speeds things up for me i i'm cool with it for the movie because if that doesn't happen you can't resolve the 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 gimli legolas aragorn chase like if if they don't know that these hobbits are safe then they just they're they're not going to stop looking at least for a while mission you know (laughs) so i i'm cool with it in the context of the movie i think it works Plus, you get a look into Saruman. A little bit. Is that a little bit. Stalking the forests? We don't know. 
Yeah, I, I, I like the change. It works for the movie. As for the book, you know, it, it does kind of have this element of surprise of Gandalf meeting the the yeah. three hunters or Aragorn, Legolas and Gimli. It, you know, he meets up with them and it's a little more of a surprise in the book because you're not expecting it as much. Whereas this you're it kind of spoils that Gandalf is here. So right. but besides you know, that, that's not a yeah. big enough change that I they, hate it. They could have done both. They could have feathered it in both ways. But all right. So anyways. Agreed. Agreed. Next we're we're in in the the horse lords ditty, their main town. We're in Rohan. Their, their capital city. And, yes. And we we've met Adorus. A, a Theoden king who is taken over he's possessed this scene's amazing with i told you to take the wizard staff and it's fucking brilliant how they yeah do oh it. man I, I i do thoroughly in, enjoy this scene in the, the sequence of him going from this decrepit body back to his flush colored filled face was geniusly done yes uh, for the technology they had at the time they did this wonderfully i absolutely fantastic. adored it um, so, so then you get to Theodred's funeral, which is just kind of glossed over in the movie. Fine. Which is fine Casey. because it doesn't exist in the book. Theodred and died so, five days before Gandalf and them even got there. Right. He was buried at the battle site. So I, I don't mind this at all. Having that little bit of right. gloss over just to show that Theodred is dead, to show that the and heir is dead. You get some closure you get some cool uh you get some really good uh, uh quotes in there from the movie and then you go on to theoden uh just tossing warm tongue out of the fucking city you know um, for for the movie this was a fantastic change honestly you know in the book warm tongue runs grima just runs down the stairs grima, which yeah sure you know this but this was a, i i like another him. great sequence it showed some great acting chops from the actor who played warm tongue who by the way did shave off his eyebrows for the role uh to the character acting his <laughs> so you know so we're, we're gonna gloss over some things because it's not as important the eowyn uh aragorn sword sort of spat okay sure. well we're shown eowyn has some skill yep and i like that foreshadowing because yeah. of what what happens later on in the series right. so cool don't mind that El elrond now, now this one Arwen. this one is another change to personality something. yeah you you had some bones to pick with this one so in the film elrond He's he plays a little bit more of the concerned father, like a modern day kind of, you know, I'm concerned for my daughter. I'm concerned for my kids. Whereas in the book, he is he's a high elf. He doesn't have those concerns. He's lived for hundreds of years, if not thousands of years. His kids are going to live for hundreds, if not thousands of years. They're he's, wise. Uh, he's like he's not all knowing, but goddamn, he's seen it all. So in the movie, he tries to dissuade, dissuade Arwen from marrying Aragorn. He, he literally tries to stop her from marrying the love of her life. Whereas in the book, he gives a conditional approval. He's like, hey, you can marry him, but he's got to be both the king of Arnor and Gondor. If he does that, marry him away. 
He doesn't go down this huge scene where he's explaining that when Aragorn dies, you'll be left alone to wander by yourself because all the elves yeah. will be in the Undying. Like, no, and that's not necessary. It's completely. I mean, it, it kind of diminishes <laughs> Elrond's personality of being this and his noble elegant. high elf and being he's- more elegant. Yes, absolutely. So that one, I'll I'll give you that one. I I think you're right about that, and it sort of slows down the movie putting this in there. It gives her a reason to go to him. A sure, bit more. But there's so many other reasons they could have given. Yeah, we could we could have done something. So next we we've got the uh, um, wild men attacking the the, the, the Rohan villages, villages and slaughtering everybody off to Helm's Deep to. Uh, show up like famished and wait no they don't go to helm's deep they go to they go to dunharrow uh dunham um so their mom meets them at helm's deep is what i'm thinking yes i jumped ahead a little bit so they they show up they kind of like are showing the signs of war what's to come but it's not really what happens so in in the film you have this these crazy scenes of just indiscriminate slaughter and the wild men and the Dunlendings and, you know, they're just destroying things at the command of Saruman, telling them to do this. But in the book, none of this happens at all. None of this right. even, maybe, I think a couple characters just say, hey, these villages were attacked. But that's yeah. about the extent of it in the book. Sure, I don't mind this, but I feel like this was this whole sequence and then removing Dunharrow from the movie and folding it into Helm's Deep. So you were right with that. They yeah. go to Helm's Deep, but it's because they folded Dunharrow and what happened at Dunharrow into Helm's Deep. It and see, it was here's unnecessary. Is we we harped on a lot for the, the Hobbit movies adding in unnecessary action sequences just to throw in action sequences. While I don't feel like this is just violence for violence sake. No, it, it's showing how evil Saruman is, and I get right. it for the it, film's reason, but I think they could have done this in a different way than completely fabricating these scenes. You yeah. know, there was no source material for this. This was completely made up. And, and this is other parts where we can use source material. But, and that's the thing about this movie, the meat of the middle of this movie is largely fabricated um, and not always bad. You know, it works. They make it work so well in the yes. movie that you forget about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, because it, it's fucking great. But I sort of try and think about what the movie could have been if they had done things sort of differently. If they took these scenes out and made some of the other scenes even bigger and better, I feel like it would have still had the drama, the action, exactly what you would want for the movie without having to make up some scenes, which actually leads us to the next thing that I know you had a big problem with. Yeah, so... We're going into the warg attacks next. Yep. So, you know, there I don't I don't have a problem with the warg attack itself because it's a great bit of action sequence. Sure. You, know, you get some cool deaths. You get a great leggy moment of him uh, just jumping onto a horse just from a standstill. You get some hilarious interaction, especially with Gimli and all the bodies starting to pile up on top of him and he can't move, snaps the neck, yep. sniffs it. it great action <laughs> sequences. Yeah. But it I, leads I, to something that puzzles 
the shit out of me. And it and makes no sense. And this is another deviation from a, of a character's it's, personality. It's not, yeah, it's not that it just doesn't make sense for the movie. It doesn't, like, I can't find the reasoning. And so Aragorn, off the cliff, dead. And he's left for dead. Know. Like, you know, it creates tension, but you just got attacked by fucking wargs. How much more tension do you need? <laughs> you just had towns burning. <laughs> Where are we layering here? What are we what are we doing? So <laughs> And then it starts this point. whole sequence of again it, just completely fabricated scenes that where he's like aren't needed. Making you know, out he, with a horse or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, he gets kissed a by a, a ghost Arwen <laughs> and it wakes him up. So he's oh not dead. Gosh. And then oh. you, you fold back in Arwen with more uh, her and her daddy issues here. And <laughs> I'm not I'm not following <laughs> this train so well. Uh, which is crazy because I this uh, brilliant movie. And so then he comes back and and then you get the sequence of Legolas handing Aragorn back his bracelet to tell her she can never have him because you're creating this triangle. <laughs> what is with them in love triangles? They did mm. it in the Hobbit. They're doing it here again. And it's, well, they did it's, it here first. Let's let's be true. fair. So I don't. <laughs> yeah, it they, just it sets off this chain of events that I don't fully understand yet. I, I think these couple sequences with the wild men and Aragorn and the warg attack, like. It, it's they're unnecessary additions and yeah. deviations from the book where the book, especially the Lord of the Rings, had so much source material to work f work from. You oh, don't yeah, need definitely. to change it for the movie. And not to say we don't. Before, yeah, not like, to say we didn't love the movie. We still love the damn movies. They're fantastic. Right. <laughs> but when you compare to the source material, there's so much detail there that you didn't have to do this. So this, this is the this is the one bit that I will get hung up on this movie. Don't get me wrong. I love the warg attack. You could have kept that in, but you just kept on. You, you didn't like, need it, to it's, try to. It's this person make people who told think Aragorn died. To cover up a lie. To cover up a lie. To cover up a lie. To cover and up then a it lie. all gets exposed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So, so moving uh, on from there, we 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 move this. on. We are in, into. We're back to Sam and Frodo, and they meet up with Faramir, Boromir's brother. And right, right. so one of the things that does bother me a little bit about these movies is so much is taken from Sam. They they kind of they really do. They, they diminish his character. Lines, they to, take great lines from him and. Give them to other them. people to make them more important, which yeah. they don't really need to be. Let Sam be this badass. He is. He's there for Fro for Frodo and with Frodo the entire time. He deserves to have these moments. So that's one of the things. Faramir gets some of his lines. But the big thing for Faramir that it's is a huge change, change is his personality is so much closer to what what boromir's character was and they kind of yeah. folded that into where he's this you know corruptible you know aggressive man 
But in the books, he's su- such a more gentle person. He he hasn't been around the ring long enough for it to corrupt him, for for yeah. him to seek it out and to want it. But and as soon much, as he's much more of a student, he's much more of he he's more pliable. He's more willing to um he wants to learn. It seems he he wants to be more more closer like to gandalf which is mentioned and later it's it's kind of in the book it's implied that he wants to be he wants to be not like his brother boromir he doesn't want to right. be that aggressive you know burly you know i'm a man's man kind of person and i right. like that about him and one of the early examples of that for the book to movie is in the movie he uses his sword to open up frodo's shirt and to expose the mm, ring and to look slower. at it slower <laughs> and he slowly raises the ring with the tip of his sword just the tip the tip okay. of his <laughs> sword no, so it's but for in me the book, it, i get it no you you didn't you, you know we you didn't let me finish been, okay yeah all right all right I'll, I'll come back around yes yes we'll, we'll come back around because we talked about we we discussed a little bit uh in, in the past about this kind of stuff so in the in the book, he is much more gentle. He even tells Frodo to not show him the ring. He doesn't want to see it. He yeah. doesn't want to be corrupted. And he hasn't been around it long enough to even start to be corrupted. You know, when it comes to I mean, Gollum showing up. violent to Gollum. Yes. And in the know? book, he doesn't do that. It's one of Faramir's men who grabs Gollum when he's exposed. And, and this, there's this like, whole like trail Lord, of things. This sets off a train of events from them and taking them from where they were all the way, like into fucking Gondor. Into um, Minas Tirith. They want to take them. They want to take Frodo and Sam to Minas Tirith, where in the book, yeah, so, again, so. they're so much more gentle and they release Sam and Frodo to go explore on their own to do this journey because they, he realizes this is their journey. I'm not part right. of this. And in the movie, it, it's almost, it's an unnecessary change to drag them off and to add all these extra sequences. Yeah. Which, we talked about that. It sort of, it changes the timeline for one. Um, it changes their placement and, and relative to, you know, because now instead of, at traveling across Gondor and doing their own thing, Frodo and yeah. Sam are suddenly now in Osgoliath where there's a ring wraith, which they never encounter a ring wraith at all. So right. they, it's just he's this lie upon a lie upon a lie on that ring. Again, he's gone through that turmoil of putting on the ring when Sam has to physically grab him and stop him. And so for me, the personality change to Faramir makes since the way they did it um yes and, and that's that's something younger, we agree on for right. the film it makes sense they made it make sense they they could have done it a different way Le- straight up 100 they could have done it the other way it still would have been a great movie the way they did Absolutely. it it made sense so i guess it's it's just up to your opinion of how you like it i i Me, think a, the reason they had to kind of do it this way and make him more aggressive is because up to this point the only men that we've seen we've got aragorn we've got boromir and we know aragorn is noble so he's not going to be corrupted he's going to hold his own but faramir is boromir's brother and boromir was easily corrupted by the ring you know he tried to steal it he tried to do all the stuff so having faramir closer to that makes sense because they're brothers they have that same 
you get fair more mirror a, a much larger depth of emotion and personality it, to which you wouldn't otherwise have um also like i was saying i as a younger brother i get it you want to be like I you want to be so like your older brother looking up to the older brother exactly yes and it, it's compounded by having a father who desperately just wishes you were your older brother yes and so it makes sense for him to be trying his best and then we resolve that later so i'm okay so, with this it makes change, sense although, because of how they kind of forced the movie yeah yeah but i'm, I'm okay with this they change, could have had it be the original source material and it still would have exactly. been fantastic sequences exactly so, i i agree 100 so now but, we're getting into the meat and bones we're getting into the biggest battle one of the most awesome sequences oh, i mean oh, there oh, movies still movies and tv shows still try to live up to the epicness that is helm's deep That's shit what genius. was it uh, uh the 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 one you know kind of knockoff show about the dragons <laughs> game of thrones yeah yeah that that little show <laughs> no, <laughs> they never had but, a battle sequence like this but I, they they claimed that one of their battle sequences was going to be as good as this or better and it didn't even come they close. had some brilliant ones they had some brilliant ones not gonna lie but it wasn't but better this is the best so um you know but and, there and are some we, pretty big changes we love it the and next we're okay movie. with we love the next movie but it was sort of more of a marathon where this is a sprint this is like 20 30 minutes it's not like the largest chunk of the movie yes but and and they, we like, like that they did change a few things pretty pretty significantly here but we, we don't oh, mind the changes i i i, could I would have done like i didn't need the elves yes and the that's that's probably the biggest change is you have Haldir who was at you know uh, who was who's one of the Lothlorien elves and yeah. he comes to Helm's Deep to support the men and in the book that doesn't happen Legolas is literally the only elf at the battle and Which Legolas honestly, actually says that he wishes yeah. more of his, his kinsmen more more elves were there they, armed with they, bows to help them out they set it up to where men were all alone and even in the in the next movie gondor says that that everybody's abandoned them and i like so, that honestly with the yeah. men being alone in the book and them having to fight everybody, their own battles it's not these magical is, elves is, come and save the day fucking had it with these people like you motherfuckers keep ruining everything and just expecting everybody else to come fix your own you damn out. problems <laughs> That's really what it boils down to. So, yeah. And, but, and it really sets up this whole like overtaking of Aragorn, like claiming the throne and uniting the kingdoms of man together again. Yep. But you, you kind of get bailed out here. Yeah. And it, I don't think it's necessary. I honestly don't think it's necessary at all. Introducing Haldir again and then having him killed. We don't know that he's actually dead. Honestly, in the book, it's kind of just implied that he went off with the elves to the undying lands. So it's unnecessary to have right. this huge army fighting. It would have been so much more epic to see this this struggle of men to do this versus the elves just shooting arrows and killing half of the entire army of the orcs. So that is the that that there is probably the biggest thing that we don't like about the Helm's Deep fight. But everything else is fucking brilliant. It's, it's mm. fucking amazing fight. It is <laughs> awesome. 
to watch and to see is fantastic. I don't give a shit if Legolas wasn't as badass in the books. He was fucking Dude, badass. He he fucking. he jumps up <laughs> onto a horse and just starts going. He's wielding dual swords. He's riding shields down a wall so he can you know cut orcs fucking down like fucking shoots it into an orc's neck and then awesome. I loved this sequence. Absolutely love this sequence. I love everything about it. And I love fucking Aragorn tossing Gimli onto the bridge. <laughs> you know? You don't throw a dwarf. <laughs> uh, you know what we missed, though? You know what we totally missed, which leads up to this, was the Warm Tongue and uh, Saruman uh, oh, yeah, going yeah. over batter plans. So which didn't. that didn't happen in the book, but I'm okay with it, honestly. Because, honestly, when you see in the movies these orakai running towards the wall and packing these giants metal spiky spheres if it, you don't have that sequence the, with saruman you don't know what exactly what they are like they're yeah fucking I, I like kabooey. the foreshadowing it it kind <laughs> of it leads to it again and it's that fucking that's, sequence that, that is a made up berserker running with the fucking torch man oh yeah the, yeah it just fucking goes quiet and you get the footsteps of the any jump fantastic sequence love that sequence and honestly oh. i feel like this was a necessary thing for the film sure yeah. it didn't happen in the book but this this was necessary whether any of those other changes happened or not because you need that that level of uh dr dramatic tension to bring this movie together so i i like that that was good. Yep. And then well, we you, get into you, like wrap it out with the horn of Helm Hammerhand. You know, Gimli runs up to blow into this horn that hasn't been used in fucking forever. And yep. sounds off this march. And people are so mad about Leggy in this moment. <laughs> and I can't understand why. Maybe it's because you keep calling him Leggy. <laughs> so <laughs> Legolas rides a horse with a saddle <gasps> how dare <laughs> it's not his horse we talked about this earlier you think they just fucking like uh, also i'm like, not expecting horse. orlando bloom to jump on a horse no saddle <laughs> and he's got stunt, he's, they've got stunt guys yeah okay, but you expect <laughs> to be like excuse me one one second urukai we just have to uh put our horses together and strap the saddle no like they had horses they jumped on horses. They fucking rode out to meet. Like, they didn't... I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Let him so, do what he wants. We'll, we'll gloss over a He's couple a of these it. other little things here. Uh, there's a scene with Saruman talking about how he knows who Aragorn is. In the book, there's no mention that he knows. Saruman is a freaking angel. Like, legitimately. Yeah, he's, not, he's not human. <laughs> None of the wizards he's are. Demigod. He's he's uh, you know. So he's going to have knowledge. He's going to know these kind of things. That's one of those things we can gloss over. It it's, doesn't change anything. And actually, I kind of like it showing Saruman's wisdom. So we yeah. move on. We talked a little bit about Faramir and how you know he brought Frodo and Sam and Gollum because he is with them as well to Os Osgoliath, and then he lets them go. Osgoliath. And again. This this scene wasn't necessary. It's a cool scene, but it wasn't necessary. So now that we've glossed over the next little bit chronologically in the movie, we get to one of my favorite scenes 
of the extended edition because I don't think it was in the we didn't get to see the full battle in the theatrical edition, but in the extended right. edition, one of my favorite the scenes fucking is ints. the ints storming Isengard. Oh my goodness, and them destroying in this huge epic fight, fucking and it popping is popping heads off like corks, man. Oh, I loved the scene, <laughs> and I hated I, the theatrical edition. I hated this part because it was literally oh, cut, cut down to like two minutes. Man, it was stupid. <laughs> it was so uh, short. You get the like tree on fire dipping his head into release the river, and then they fucking like, they flooded, flood the and oh man, it was fantastic. It was great. So technically, in the book, this is just discussed by Mary and Pippin. Who uh, it that? is in great <laughs> detail that they talk about it. But I love seeing it in real time. I love seeing the sequence yeah, and Marion Pippin in Isengard. Be, it's fantastic. I loved these scenes. So and outside of this, kinda, there's kind of exit out with some with some words at the end and uh, the kind of the only the kind of bigger change right at the end of the Two Towers book, and it leaves this yeah. huge cliffhanger for book three and. It's fantastic in writing. You know, Shelob, the giant spider, poisons Frodo, Sam stabs Shelob, and Frodo gets captured by the orcs. So all this stuff happening, it's fantastic. But for the film, you can't really do it that way. And Peter Jackson said, and I quote, If we started Return of the King after Shelob the way the books do, there'd be very little for Frodo and Sam to do. So cutting this out of the end and putting it at the beginning of the next movie, perfectly fine. I I, I yeah. like that. It, it's there, pretty great. There's a lot of we we talked about this in the first episode. There's a lot of sequential things that aren't going to line up. And honestly, if you cut to Shelob, like you skipped over so much of the rest of the 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 movie. What was going to come? Yeah, with the two towers ending where. You know, Frodo and Sam are leaving Faramir and they're heading to Sirith Ungol, yeah. Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli, and the, the Rangers well, and the Elves are going a, to the Paths of the Dead. A, um, oh, Gollum's little two-faced side-by-side brilliant bit of acting. Oh, man, Honestly. that was brilliant. I, d- I don't even want to touch that one with, you know, my, my impression because it it was fantastic going, oh, yeah. him going man, back and forth circuits, and just oh. doing that in real time. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous wonderful Uh, beautiful piece of acting and still some of the best cgi oh yeah oh yeah they did a fantastic job so that's where we end that's where we end the movie where we've ended the book so as with last time let's let's rate this this shit book out of five book out of five 4.5 for this one i'd say i agree first i'd say i agree it's Um, because it's a little more action packed. There's a little more going on. You don't have the long drawn out yeah, it's, sequences it's of paced. just people talking you, for such long periods get some of time. Great history and like you said, it leaves on a great cliffhanger. Like it's just a good action book. So movie out of five. Five out of five. Five out of five. See, I was going to go four point five as well, namely because of the additions that you know didn't feel necessary. Yeah. And and some of the parts that where it did slow it down a little bit, uh, like did. the the Arwen scene, yeah, the, the it, with Elrond and drags it down. But otherwise, the movie, especially again, separate this guys. If you're if you're watching the movie, if you're reading the book, separate them 
because they are two different entities. It's two different people telling the same story. That's really what it boils down to. You know, you, you talk to the old man down the down on the street who lives in the cave to tell you a story. He's going to tell it differently than the guy who lives in the posh mountain uh, mansion. Yeah, uh, that's just how it works. So, but it's it's a great bit of film as far as uh, sophomore films go out of a trilogy. It I I think it does everything you need it to. You know, it really it sets up the next film wonderfully. It cleans up and answers a lot of the questions of the first film while setting up more questions that you're going to have for the next one. So it really ties everything together. It it is the glue that ties the first through the third and exactly the way it needs to. They have a brilliant act structure in this film. Uh, some of the best action sequences you can find in Man, movie. Man, Helm's have, Deep is so good. And so fucking quotable. Like this movie, like I <sighs> love the, the Fellowship and I think it is, it might be my favorite of the three, might be. Um, but this movie is one of the most quotable movies for me. It's got everything, man. Yeah, it's fantastic. Absolutely you your, agree on that. Your fucking introduction to the elephant. Introduction. Oh, right. Introduction. introduction to the, what? To the elephants. 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 They're elephants. Um, they're just. They, they've elephants. never seen them before. <laughs> but you get your introduction to that, and so many races, and, and just uh, amazing and characters Helm's Deep. and landscapes, and and and, and legless riding shields. Know. I feel like I've lived in New Zealand <laughs> after watching all this. Yeah. It, wonderful film. Wonderful book. It, it, it has, like like we said, it has some of the greatest deviations from book to film, but there were, there were there's necessity for it. It wasn't like The Hobbit where they didn't have the source material and had to make things up. This one, they just kind of made things up. And so that's where some of that deviation and some of our nitpicking goes into. Right. But still fantastic. 100%. And if you guys uh, have right. any comments or concerns or, or or some things that maybe we missed that you wanted to you want to let us know and so we can talk about, let us know on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email us at 2dap2020 at gmail.com. You can even comment on our YouTube videos. Right. And check us out on Patreon. $5 a month. You can watch extended interviews, sometimes up to 10, 20, even hour plus of extra content on those yeah it's kind of crazy watch me ingest just not just devour cardboard i say with milk just oh it's cereal it's cereal not cardboard close very similar (laughs) so so hop on that train you know two two and of course guys next time on two dads and a podcast we have uh, of course, we're gonna do another top five. We don't know what it's gonna off be. There for a second, you just look like <laughs> your your eyes are like. <laughs> like do you fall asleep? Am I doing this for myself? See you next time. So we, we've got a top five. We don't know what it's gonna be just yet. So I'm thinking. Nope. I, I'm we've not we've got Apparently some ideas. We've got some ideas, but we're not. <laughs> we won't expose it because I think this is gonna be one of those ones I, where we I deviate around. But I I don't want to just box ourselves in, in yeah case. so we'll yeah, have our top five mind. but we'll also next week have our last interview that we've done so far we're, we're reaching out to more people so hopefully we can continue doing oh, that interview we, series was i supposed to be doing that yeah yeah oh, get shit. on that dude uh, whoops. it's okay. okay i i'm i was supposed to as well <laughs>
I we, we were both spent at Bland. a month on night shift. <laughs> Get off my back, man. So we have an interview with Xanthi Wen, fantastic Brilliant. voice actor, wonderful personality. Yeah, a lot in common with her. Yeah, was, a similar generation. And, and we're finding that more and more with some of the voice actors where we grew up with a similar generation and similar likes and dislikes. We nerd out about the same stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it's just... It is really fun, so please... It's a a fun one coming up. Check that one out. And as always, guys, thanks so much for listening. Love you all.